one. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Doctrines of Grad. This is episode 32, and today uh, we've got a very special guest, a gentleman that I found very early on on TikTok, and now he has made a wonderful name for himself. Uh, this is Captain Ryan Griffiths. Uh, Ryan, do you want to just go ahead and give us a, a, a rundown of, of you, your time on TikTok, um, and uh, stuff that you've got going on currently, both at work, in your career, and uh, in your personal life, man? Yeah, Logan, one, I just want to say, man, it's always an honor to come and especially speak with you. Like you said, it was early on stages in my TikTok um, career where we actually met, and it's been a phenomenal experience ever since then. So I started TikTok. My first TikTok was posted late 2020, and I really started getting traction about mid-2021. I had a couple videos go viral. Um, At that point, I still wasn't letting people know that I was in the military or I was an officer or active duty. And then after I released a couple of videos in the uniform and being an officer in the military, it just went haywire. You know, I had messages from, from first sergeants to sergeant majors, colonels, lieutenant colonels, um, so on and so forth. So now I'm still currently active duty. Um, and I work hand in hand at the division level with the PAO team where we do outsourcing and I go and do public speakings help um, in certain months when it's men's mental health, suicide awareness um, and the personal side of it. I go to events um, anytime anybody wants to reach out to for me to come speak in anything dealing with inspirational, motivational, providing hope is kind of what I direct my social media platforms towards. So that's what I kind of do. Yeah, so so what what how did this all start for you? I, mean, I remember uh talking to you, you were doing you know, a sobriety challenge mm-hmm. for three hundred and sixty five days this morning. Yeah. Uh everything kind of kicked off. Can you give yeah. us like a rundown of like why that started? Uh, yeah. and the I guess the uh the the results thereof. Yeah, so um the sobriety started, you know, like if we're going way back. Um, my dad, he was a, a drug addict and an alcoholic. Um, my mom and him split when I was 14 going on 15 years old. I went into high school. Second day of high school, I got into a fight. It was an altercation um, with a – it was a junior or a senior. And I just kind of kept getting in a lot of trouble, you know. And I think really um, with that separation and that divorce, I was seeking out help or wanting help, but never was trying to really seek it out, which led to me drinking heavily. I went to college. um, And then when I got into the army, I commissioned in 2017. It was just like, I wanted to be the best that the army had to offer, you know, so schools on the schools, I missed the first birth of my first daughter. Um, I was gone during the, the, my second daughter, she turned one while I was in Iraq. Um, So I was probably five years in at that point, coming back from my deployment And it was like the world just completely stopped around me. You know, I was about 60 days um, coming back to the States. And I just had this realization, like, what have I done for the last five or six years? You know, I've wasted not only like like time, but memories, you know, like I was never focused on. I had now at that point, I had two kids, you know, Um, I missed them walking. I missed their birthdays. I missed the birth just because I was trying to really progress in a career and build this resume to set me up in the future. Um, so when I got back from my deployment, um, I started having mar- marriage issues. Um, mentally, I was struggling. Um, it was hard for me to adapt back to the normal lifestyle. And um, my younger brother, he was always somebody that I guess he always looked up to me as a father figure since he was super young when my parents divorced. So I was always that, 
I guess that mentor that he had, if I was out drinking, he was drinking. If I was playing basketball, he was playing basketball. So when I left for that deployment, um, it was super hard for him as well. So he started drinking even more. And when I got back, um, we was just kind of celebrating. I got back late October um, and we were celebrating and then we were drinking probably for a month or two straight. And then the new year's resolution um, came about when we were at a house party with all of our family members there and everybody's kind of going around the room saying what they wanted to do with this next upcoming year. And I just kind of like said, you know, I'm going to try to not drink for a whole year. And everybody was like, what? And then my younger brother, I never had asked him to do it, but shortly 10 days later, he texted me and he was like, Hey man, I'm going to go sober too. So he quit cold Turkey. Um, and then we went sober for 365 days and, you know, it really changed his life as well. He's been, he's been sober ever since. And it's just an amazing experience to be able to really have that influence on somebody to become something better than their self, you know? So that's really what kickstarted right. social media for me. I, I found during my sobriety during that whole year, individuals would reach out to me and kind of ask for advice. And then it just clicked like, Oh, wow. I, people are listening to what I'm saying, you know? So it just progressively got bigger and bigger. Hmm. Well, yeah, you were definitely able to affect people's lives, uh, be a positive influence. And it sounds hmm. like based on the story you just described, you were, uh, alcohol had actually had a stronghold over you. It was actually becoming, hmm. uh, it started affecting the, the career that you were actually trying to build. In a sense. Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I really want to dig in for both of you. So I've never had the uh, privilege of deploying that, that 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 uh, time away from family. I mean, do you want to talk in on a little bit on that, like the, the effects that had on you? And yeah, I don't mind. You know, like <clears throat> I think early stages of my career, um, time away was just something that was kind of normal for us. You know, my mm-hmm. wife, my wife and I had been together for at that point eight years. We were yeah we were going all the way through high school through college or whatever so when we got into the military we just had that mindset like hey you're gonna deploy you're gonna be away so i went to school back to back to back i went to sapper school jungle school airborne airsoft subterranean bravo there were so many schools that i was just stacking to build a resume you know ntc rotations um different trainings that i was opting into um so like the time away it was like 30 45 days wasn't nothing so when the deployment came, it was just like one of those things that was like, hey, it's it's one of those things that we have to go and do. It's going to be all right. And then we'll kind of fix what's on the back end, you know, and that's how I kind of looked at it. And now looking back on it, that was everything but the right thing to do. You know, I never yeah. did. I never did prepare. I never did really set that like foundation for a family as a father or a husband to like ensure that everything was actually going to be all right. I just was going with the flow and really being inconsiderate and thinking of myself. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of young soldiers fall short. Yeah. How, how, how do you feel about all that uh, in your experience? Um, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of, I, I had a lot of really good, um, a lot of really good moments that I was able to be home for. Um, I was able to be there for the birth of all of my kids. Um, and I never missed an anniversary. Our, every deployment always kind of rolled or, around an anniversary. So, because our anniversary is December 18th. So, most people were home around Christmas time. So, we always, you know, we just never missed an anniversary. So, I did miss a lot of birthdays. I think that was hard. Um, 
uh, just a lot of those moments now, you know, I have a, I have a seven-year-old daughter now. And so I've been, I've been out, I've been retired basically now most of her life. Uh, I, she was still, uh, I was still active duty when she was in or when she was born. So, but she was so young and wouldn't remember a lot of it. And, and I wasn't deployed any time after that because I was in the process of retiring. So I got to be home for every nighttime, uh, unless I had a duty day, I we'd have 24 hour watches. We'd have to stand, you know, different alpha eight security positions and stuff like that for, I, I was, my last command was a strategic weapons facility in uh, Washington. So I was, uh, I was security out there. Nice. And so we had a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of responsibility. There was a, it was, it was very high stress, like, especially for a guy that was getting ready to retire. This was like my last three years, but anyway, that's, that's a digression. Um, my, I got to see my daughter grow up and then I realized watching her grow up, uh, that I don't have memories of my boys in those stages of their life. Wow. And so now that I'm retired and, and, I'm in a reflection state of my life where I'm just every experience that I have with my kids is I'm living it out as if it's a memory that they will have. So I'm like, I think of those things as we're having these experiences. I think like they're going to um, I'm, I'm, I'm living out a memory that they will one day when they're older reflect and have about their relationship with me. So it's kind of weird having this, um, uh, this growing up phase of my life now that I'm out of the Navy, um, it's been a, it's been a very, it's like a sage stage of my life. I feel way less like, uh, I, I feel way less out of control. Like I'm, the Lord has got me. I'm, I'm walking with him, I'm raising my kids, schooling them now, supporting my wife and her career, uh, which is great. But yeah, it's, it, it's hard being away so much. You miss a lot of things. Yeah, uh, you realize life is is far too precious to miss a lot of these things. Well, so so, so I mean, obviously, while I was in the military, I missed, I had to miss a lot of stuff, like uh, especially with my life and like early stages of my daughter's life. But and I'm I'm starting to find myself falling into that same trap of just grinding and working, um, where I'm missing uh, just most of my daughter's day. Um, I obviously can't be there all day long. Somebody's got to go out. And, uh, be the breadwinner, but man, I, I, I'm gonna be honest, it's been killing me lately. I come home and play, you know, and I, I'm ready to play with her, but uh, <laughs> I'm tired, man. And so I can only give her so much of my attention, my time, my mental fortitude. And I, I just it, it's like 15 minutes, and then I'm ready to go and just kind of turn my, turn my mind off. And that's not fair to her, right? So I've been beating myself up about that a lot really trying to find some kind of work life balance that we preach so much about in the military, which I never found. Oh, completely non existent when I was in man. <laughs> just never Nobody... worked. So, oh yeah, work life balance. Never 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 was there. Your family didn't come in it. your sea bag. That's what they used yeah, to tell us. That's right. <laughs> um but to to just move on to the next thing. So the sobriety moving forward. Um uh, I remember watching skyrocket as uh, you basically were just helping coach, mentor, develop either soldiers or civilians or just anybody that really uh, began to see that they were wasting their life at the end of a bottle, man. Um, 
Uh, so I, I mean, walk through that process of like, all right, here you are, you're in this position. I just went with it to, to be a motivational speaker. And, uh, you know, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, it was it was kind of scary for me. Social media was never a thing um, for me. I don't think I even had Facebook until like 2019. Um, I always kind of had Instagram, but it was never a real big thing for me. Um, and no platform really was until like TikTok. Um, so for me to go from absolutely nothing to over a million followers in a year, like a lot of people in hindsight was like, oh, that's super cool, you know. But what they don't see on the back end is like all the questions, all the comments, all the DMs, all the emails is because what I was pursuing, which was to be honest and transparent in my real daily life, just struggling. You know, I was encountering a lot of individuals that were struggling as well. I mean, that's the crowd and followers that I got, which was phenomenal for me to help, you know, but at, at no point was I a professional counselor. I didn't have any college, you know, so reading some of these messages and DMs, it just took a toll on me, you know, and that I was reading wow. some in the early stages, like, Hey, if you don't respond to me, like you're going to be the re reason that I, kill myself you're the reason that like you know like you don't see yeah. the you don't see the bad part of it so it took me a while to right. really really want to know right. if like hey like maybe i'm not cut out for this so i had to pray and pray and pray about it because i just personally felt like i wasn't capable of being that vessel or being that lot for those individuals that were struggling and it wasn't until that's a lot of burden for one person to bear i mean that's like I don't mean to cut you off, man. No, Go ahead. Good. Keep going. And I'll, I'll say it afterwards. No, no, you're good. You're good. Go ahead. I was going to say there's that scene in Bruce Almighty where uh, he starts <laughs> he to answer emails. the emails <laughs> and he just cannot. It's too much. And it's like that's like all the prayers of people like a desperate hurting people that are reaching right. out for something that's substantial. Yeah. And here you are is the guy that's having to be like, oh, my gosh, like, is this dude gonna unalive himself because i don't answer my dms right and and that's how i felt essentially you know um and i it, it got to a point wow. where there was probably twenty five thousand messages you know like and i just i was spending not even time on tiktok i was spending probably eight hours a day because Jeez. initially i wanted to help you know i wanted to be that vessel i wanted to be that light but mentally yeah. it took a toll on me um, yeah. so I, I, I was staying outside of like my work hours, spending four hours at night and four hours early in the morning, just reading comments, DMS, emails, and oh trying to resp respond to people. So I was spending eight hours of my day, just trying to help and inspire and give that motivation or that hope to individuals. And it really wasn't until I, I came across one soldier that I was actually based with. And he's like, you know, um, I had no idea who you were. I've never seen your content. I don't follow you. And I thought about ending my life one day uh, and your video came across my platform. And man, I just wanted to be honest with you. If it wasn't for that video, then I wouldn't be here today. And that really was a heartfelt message for me. That was a turning point that I dedicated from that point on, you know, like I don't care how many people I reach. I don't care how many followers I get. If I'm able to be a lot in a vessel and it changes one individual's life, then it's all worth it to me. So I've, yeah. I've kept doing it ever since. Yeah, so, so TikTok has those say hi messages. And I remember uh, early on, like, my, my account just kind of blew up. And, uh, like, people, you know, it, it, it would be, like, religious questions or, like, theology stuff or, um, or like, it, 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 and I have counseling in my, in, in my background, right? So it's, 
like where I'm actually trying to help guide people. Well, because of those say hi messages, this, this one gentleman's like suicide, um, kind of like reach out, uh, got lost in those say hi messages. And I never saw it. Uh, three months later, I come back and I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, I never responded to this guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember messaging like, yeah, you still there? <laughs> like, I didn't know what else to say. Right. Uh, sure enough, he was. And he was like, yeah, I'm good. I, you know, I ended up seeing a lot of what you did. And, um, I assumed you just never saw the message. And I was like, yeah, man, I never did. So we were able to talk a little bit more. Uh, I, got, I mean, the gentleman had lost his wife. And he was just, like, struggling with, like, how, did, how do I go on? Um, but, it, yeah, I, 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 cannot, I can only imagine that the, the amount of messages I got um, and then you multiply that just by the, the amount of people that you're reaching at that moment, that that becomes a, a serious burden more than uh, yeah. a moment of uh, um, like relaxation where this becomes just a tool for you to do some kind of like R and R. But yeah, that, I mean, it's difficult, man. So thank you for continuing to just do, do your best. I mean, you're not going to be able to reach everyone. Right. Right. And I, I appreciate it, you know, and like even to to this day, I mean, my phone right now, um, what I found that works best for me is I can't feel bad for the messages that I that I don't get a hold of, you know, because I, honestly, I don't have enough time. And in Facebook right now, if I think it's capped out at like 10,000 messages, if you get that to that many messages, like you don't no longer see any more Facebook messages until it like you go through some of them. So um, and the Instagram, you just get that notification 99 plus. So I just take the time out. All my platforms right now are um, no, the notifications are turned off. So if you commented right now on a video or sent me a DM or a message, I don't get it unless I personally check it. Or I mean, it's easy and it's not to be rude to anybody. And that's why I don't follow a million people back. You know, I have, I think, less than 500 people. But it's those individuals when I am friends with them and mutuals, then I see their messages first. Um, yeah. And it's just one of those things that works easier for me is I realize that I can't answer 75,000 messages every day. So when I, I do take the time out of my day to still do that and provide that inspiration, motivation and hope or whatever it might be for that individual. Um, but it's not, it, it doesn't control my life anymore. Yeah, I don't think people realize that this actually becomes like a full-time job for people oh, who yeah. start to actually make money and do sponsorships. Like if you get a sponsorship, now you're responsible uh, to perform for that that label, right, of some kind. Um, but I, I, I do want to encourage you though, Ryan, like you're not required to be these people's savior or their right. guide, like, right, or their life, like their lifeboat. Um, yeah. it's great that you are providing guidance that never um, start condemning yourself because I remember getting myself into that point where I started condemning myself for just not helping uh, more efficiently um, but at the end of the day I, and Drew let me know if you agree with this but like your your individual communities and who you have closest to you should be your backbone right your immediate network right your mm -hmm. family friends and then it goes out to your coworkers, community churches um and then your town your city your state right so like people that are in immediate proximity of you kind of have that responsibility to to police each other up and help one another as much as possible um now if you've made a relationship with somebody through like i, like, I mean i've met you guys through tiktok right i've 
never actually met either of you in person. Um, right. But I, I feel like I have a responsibility to you all just because I've built some kind of foundation that mm-hmm. is more than just a, uh, a cordial pass and I don't know, you really say hi and how are things and then you go on to the next person. I don't know. How do you feel about that, Drew? Um, he's in his pastoral mode. It's, it's too he's much. Like, it's a lot. Because you have a whole youth group that you're responsible for right now. My my brain, man, lately, by the, by this time in the evening, it's been very difficult for me because I, I feel like, you know, on top of on top of homeschool, which we were off today, uh, you know, preparing the message for for tonight uh, for the lesson and everything. And just my day is just I feel like I'm just fried by by this time. So, like, it's. What was the. I don't even remember the question at this point. What was the question that you were asking? <laughs> well, I guess just how, how I always tell people, like, the, when I ever approach how I, um, I guess with the emotional intelligence for me, that when I'm trying to, to provide as much care as I can to individuals yeah. that are outside of my immediate proximity, yeah. I need to okay. show myself yeah. some grace and say, you know what, I'm not responsible for this person. Their parent, their wife, their, yeah. their husband brother, sister, they are responsible. You have to have boundaries. I think that's the biggest thing is like social media is, is a very, no one really knows how to navigate social media well yet. Like we haven't figured out like what's the ebb and flow of like, what's too much for people are usually groomed to be famous and they're usually from an early age groomed to understand, you know, fame and popularity and, and this expectation that you meet people that just, they see you in a certain way. So they think that you can solve their problems. And so I think celebrities go through this. There are people that, you know, really believe if I get to meet Robert Downey Jr., he's going to solve my problems. Like, you know, so now we, because of social media, we are experiencing that at a, in, at different levels and in such a way that anyone that's interesting ultimately can gain followers. Anybody that has a story to tell can gain followers. And that can go in really bad directions and really good directions, you know, like depending on the type of person that they are. Um, But I think that we have to set boundaries for ourselves as, as human beings. And if we are not like what Logan is saying, having an active social in my neighborhood, in my community, in my church life, if we're not actively pursuing those real life interactions and intimacy with the, the local body of believers uh, and, and other people around us, our neighbors that need us, if we're not doing that, but all of our focus is on social media anyway, uh, and thinking we have to do all this for social media, it's like, I think we missed the point of like, it's a distraction at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, so we have to be compassionate and care about those people. We don't want to lead them astray, but we, we can't bear the guilt of their sin and shame either. Like that's, we're not equipped to that. That's what, who Jesus is for. So we got to kind of point them in that direction instead of us trying to fix their internal issues. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Ryan, so you obviously have set boundaries with uh, notifications, um, uh, followers, you know, people you follow back to your immediate uh, conversations are happening with people that are mutuals. What other, 
I guess, what other uh, boundaries have you established? Like for me and my wife, well, <clears throat> we have access to all of my stuff. Uh, that's more of a protection for my marriage for the simple fact. Oh that yeah, I, that's important. I have sure. constantly had, um, you know, people DM and obviously they're so quote unquote, can you help me with this problem? It's more of like a, a testing the waters to see if they can. Um, oh, the burdens yeah. of being handsome, Logan. <laughs> my wife will point it out where they like women are fishing for you know a particular like do i have access to this person well yes. no that's it's important it it is important you know um and i think even more now than in the early stages just because like i do a lot of events just like the the event that I went through this weekend, you know, like, the I was, right. Yeah. And did you meet it? Yeah. A lot of, I, well, I'm one, myself, <laughs> I'm one myself. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think boundaries is good, um, but you have to have that foundation um, and trust, you know, we've been together for a very long time now. So um, although she has every access and everything that she wants, um, it's not something that she tends to do or I tend to do like I don't I'm not like hey let me go and search all your DMs or nothing like that and if it and if it was that I would kind of feel uncomfortable as well like hey I don't mind showing you but like do you do you trust me first and then Mm -hmm. it would it's that that's how kind of the conversation starts um with us and our foundation is because we both have that mutual agreeance and trust like hey and we have a lot of honest conversations when we do struggle in our marriage um and Mm -hmm that's how we kind of keep that trust is like, you know what? Very important. Yeah. Because if if you don't, then that's what arises that suspicious, I guess, um, or it it always has for me. So those tough conversations that you don't want to have and like are lingering around, we we have to have those at times. Give Um, the devil a foothold, man. We keep secrets. You gotta, you have to be open, man. Cause you know, the things that are in the darkness, you know, they, they, you, they need to be brought to light for, for them to be, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, how has work? How has this affected your your job? You obviously got moved to a, a new position where you're not doing the sap of things that you've been trained to do. Now you're doing something completely different. Um, but let's talk about the initial uh, response, right? So I remember when we both first started, like film and uniform. It was, you know, take it off before you get on camera, right? Or like at least if you're doing something in uniform make sure it's represented on appropriately right um, and lately i've kind of only seen like let me talk bad about my unit while in uniform on social media right now so um but yeah man, like how did how did that all go on your on your end so I, I got told immediately to shut it down right um, um and, and i did i never did get told really to shut it down um I think just because I never broadcasted it, I didn't realize, like, although I seen the number, like now I think I have 1.5 million followers on TikTok. Although I see that number in my head, it doesn't, I, I, I just don't, I get still hard to grasp. Like just today I was walking into the building that I've been in for the last year, you know, and I had two individuals like, Oh, I just now seen you on TikTok. I seen you on the news. Like it's wow. still, it's still real to me that people that I work with, you see that humility, Drew? You see that? It's into his head. It's already getting there. 
are, are seeing me on these platforms that in reality, only thing that I'm doing is literally talking to a camera and being honest and trying to be a voice. Yeah. I don't like, and I think a lot of times with these platforms is people see the numbers and it's like, Oh, now I'm a celebrity. And they think that they're all that when I get recognized in public or by somebody else, it's still so shocking to me. Like, wait, why, why do you want a picture with me? You know, like why, why do you want to talk to me? It's still so weird. So I think going in the early stages, I've, I've still had that mindset. Like, I don't think that I'm nothing special. Like, yeah, I have a lot of followers, but at the end of the day, I'm still the same person I've always been. Mm. Um, and let, where me, the- let me ask you though, man, let me get, let's get deep real quick. Cause, yeah. uh, I, uh, I, I've, I've had struggles before. I, I had a couple platforms. I had a Facebook platform years ago, um, that, uh, you know, did pretty well. I always found though, that, uh, there was a good amount of dopamine in finding new, seeing new likes and new comments and stuff. And that can really, whether we like it or not, can really come around the corner and prey on our ego. So what are some things that you're doing practically in your spiritual life to guard you from that sort of temptation? You know, and and that's a good point, you know, um, because social media definitely can stray you away from that. So every encounter, I mean, just I was literally on KOA A5 News um, yesterday at 6 p.m. I mean, it was a live broadcast. And once those questions start coming up and arising, like, you know, and he even said it in the article, like, hey, he mentioned his foundation. He's a Christian. Um, He's firm with his beliefs. And I'm not afraid to say that on live television. I don't care to say that to 1.5 million individuals. It's nothing that I'm ashamed of, nothing that I have to hide from. And I think at a point, if you reach a certain amount of numbers of followers and you do question that and you're afraid to go on national television and the news and say like, oh, yeah, I really don't want to talk about my beliefs or what I stand for, then, you know, like it's going to be right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like my platform and who I am and what I stand for is what I believe in. And I'm going to stay rooted to that and grounded. Um, and I see a lot of people drifting from that as they grow in their platforms. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I, that's, that's always a fear of mine is, you know, that's, I just, I'm, I'm almost afraid of fame just in the, I, I used to want it and crave it when I was younger, especially coming up in high school and stuff. Still you know, and uh, I, uh, now it's the, I think it's because it, it's so tempting and it's so just like, at what point do I have to really juggle the things that I believe versus what people want from me? Um, you know, especially when it comes to like, Oh, come speak, but don't talk about this or whatever. It's like, ah, you know, and, and, you know, believe it or not, I've, I think, I mean, just at a, on a solid number, I work with six brands right now that I'm sponsored by, that I associate with, that I'm affiliated with. Every n- news article, every live television, everything is with their names pushing behind me. Um, but they've been over several, probably at least upwards of 20 brands slash sponsor deals that I've had to turn down and would have really? been, been phenomenal money, you know, um, that I've just turned down just because when it, the contract gets written and I stand firm to what I believe in and what I want to speak about and how I, my morals, my character, you know, like I, it, we just can't come to that agreement. And like, just like the news, like the other day when I was on it, you know, like 
um, I was like, hey, if, if anything comes up, I, I want to speak on what I believe in, my religion, mm-hmm. my beliefs, how I'm grounded, where what all started this, you know, and really like I, I if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here today. You know, like yeah, man. I, I'm I'm truly blessed to have a platform where I don't have a certain niche that I have to stick to and I can influence 1.5 million individuals at any given moment, you know, and when I, when I, when I'm grounding myself and looking back, you know, like the foundation of my beliefs, my moral, my, my morals, my character and stuff like that, I feel like aligns with, with these individuals. And that's what I want to keep doing. I don't want to try to hide from what I believe in just because I'm getting fame or yeah. followers. And you mm-hmm. haven't had any, hopefully have, haven't had any pushback from the army when it comes to being able to express your beliefs. No, no not as of right now. You know, uh, it was questioned uh, when the army first found out that yeah. I was doing social media and the army never had any idea until they seen me, my duty station. I was live on the news. I was on KKTV 11 news last huh. year talking about um, suicide. I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah, and and they, I got uh, a call from the division PAO. I was like, "Wait, you're here at Fort Carson in four ID, and you're on the news speaking about suicide awareness." And I was like, "Yes, ma'am." And she's like, "Hey, we're gonna have to go. We're, you're gonna have to come in, and we're gonna have to uh, observe your accounts and making sure you're doing all this." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." But just so you know, at any given moment, if it doesn't align with what I believe in, what I stand for, and what I talk about, mm-hmm. then I, I was in the the process of dropping my refrat packet of getting out because it mm. was that question like, Hey, I'm not going to shut down my platforms and not speak at any given moment throughout the day on what I believe in, what I stand for and what I believe in yeah. just because somebody's telling me that I can't do it. And I think that's why my platforms is growing so much because I am that voice right now as an officer that's active duty. Sure. That, that Got to juggle sp- it a little bit. That, that can speak out. Yeah. Um, and at any given moment, if I can't do that, then I'll have to hang it up. But as of right now, I've made it all the way to That's the good. I made it to the division level uh, PAO team where this yeah. is what this is what I do. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So let me. Uh, oh, doggone it! Lost the question. Never mind. Fried brain. I'll just I'll, <laughs> I'll just let you talk. Yeah. So it's been it's just been a phenomenal experience. Well, well, to that to the to that point, I remember seeing a video, and I think that's when this kind of kicked off for you openly. Uh, where comments that were like, hey, don't talk about God in uniform. Hey, don't talk, don't use this platform to talk about God. And you basically like, who the, do you think you are? Like, right. This is yeah. my platform. Yeah. And this is my you. Who told you? Who told and, you that? And, 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 and it was, yeah. I bet. I bet her name was Ashley. It was, it was probably <laughs> somebody named Ashley. It, it was funny because um, when I first started. Uh, wearing my uniform in some of my videos and was speaking, I received a lot of those comments, you know, especially like from veterans that were back in the day, like, oh, how could you get on social media and uh, say that you're struggling? We, you need to be tough as nails or whatever, you know, like you can't be saying that in uniform. So yeah. then I started making videos in spot of that being in uniform in, on the duty day. and was like, hey, I can talk about whatever I want to. And at any given point, if I get told by my leadership or my command at that point, we'll have that decision. But I, I made several videos go viral. Like, Hey, you don't run my accounts. You don't run my life. And you're not the one that I answer to, you know, like this is what I do with my life and my platforms and what I will continue to do. And when that point comes where, Hey, it's getting threatened that I have to shut it down, then I'll have to hang up the uniform. Yeah. So, so ha- what, what has that, has this changed your goals? 
Like, do you still want to do 20? Did you ever want to do 20? Um, so, are you meeting? Go ahead. So uh, I never did want to do 20. Uh, my goal was 10 years and out. Really, I mean, my grandfather, he had served and I, he was basically my father figure. So I looked up to him a lot um, is kind of why I went the route that I did. Um, and then it was just really to get out of my hometown. You know, I come from a very small town. Uh, population is less than 5,000, three stop signs, one fast food restaurant, no Walmart. So it's, it's filled with a lot of drugs. And I, I love the hometown. You know, it's really made me who I am today. But I had to experience the world for myself outside of that. So I, I knew going to college and joining the military, I'd be able to travel. Um, so I, it has shifted my goals, though. Um, I've now really found my purpose and what I and like I'm inspired to do. I like you said, those dopamines, I, I get adrenaline from this, just like this podcast, you know, like. It gives me a feeling like no other that individuals, I mean, as great as you guys are, like wants me to come and speak and be a part of something, you know, that that I might not have had the chance or an opportunity to do without a platform. Like Logan, for you and I, for example, you know, we we probably never met through our, our past would have never crossed throughout the military. Our branches are just different, but just by, you know, whatever we we came across, it's it's been a phenomenal experience just to gain another friend through a social media platform and it has shifted the goals. And this is what I want to do as a full-time career. I, I love it. I enjoy it. And I wake up, go to sleep. I'm, this is all I think about. Is your family supportive? Has this caused any fights? Cause my wife hates this. <laughs> and it's a struggle. Right. She's annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> and, I think the early stages it was, um, but we now kind of found that balance, you know, like when I first started on this podcast, it was me talking about the military, how I wasn't in my kid's life. And that's what I wanted, you know? And then when social media started talk like popping off, I really had to find that balance where now I'm balancing not only the military, but social media and my kids and my wife. So those were some really tough conversations early on, um, and now we both in agreement, you know, like she pursues music and just because of this platform, I've been able to talk to artists, producers. She now has two songs out and it's just a, such a blessing that we both get to do something on the side that we enjoy. That's great. Can you, uh, can you tell us without exposing the, the sponsor that you had to decline, but can you tell us what was asked specifically for you to do that you had to decline? Yeah. So um, I won't say the brand name because I right. still, I still drink it. Um, and then what, what's funny about this brand is after I hit a million followers, then they wanted me to be part of the team. Um, so I, I was reaching out to this brand at I think 250,000 followers and, and then I can't hear you. He's uh, not talking. He's, he's doing uh, that. He's trying to distract. Um, so I was reaching out to them at 250,000 followers. And basically they just said, um, no, you know, like you don't meet our stipulations, our guidelines and what we're trying to push for this upcoming mm -hmm. drink. And I said, okay, that's fine. So I hit 500,000 followers. And then I really got their attention because I had one of those, one of the drinks in my videos. And I guess it produced a lot of revenue for them. Um, so I, I had a manager reach out that was a social media manager for him. I was like, hey, we really love your content. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, really? Because they had no idea that I was talking to a previous manager. 
I was like, so they were like, yeah, we would love to sponsor you. Let's talk, start talking branding deals and stuff like this. And by this point, I already had three or four followers or three or four uh, sponsors and brands. So I kind of knew the process, how, wow. the, how the contracts worked. Um, so I was kind of like toying with this brand like, oh, really, what do you love about my content? And really forcing them to explain what they wanted me to be for right. their brand. Sure. Um, so I had it all in writing. And I was like, well, buy this contract this isn't what I, I do. You know, it's completely opposite. I'm not allowed to say what I normally say throughout my video. So I want the contract rewrote and there. Sorry. And there was just like, Hey, sorry. Um, we're, we're not going to be able to switch the contract. If you want to come on with the brand, this is what the stipulations that you have to abide by. And they offered, it was a five figure contract uh, for uh, six months. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I, I was just praying, you know, like, man, I've never been offered that much money just yeah, to, no kidding. just to, just to be on a team with a brand. And I was just like, I can't do it. I, I can't. So, so they just didn't want you to like talk about your faith. Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah. It was basically faith, religion, anything uh, political that I believed in what I stood for. It wanted wow. every, everything had to be scripted. Um, and they would send me um, a couple sentences here and there when I posted the video and it had to meet a certain criteria, um, they would give me basically like six lines and I picked two, um, really what I wanted to say about that. And I was like, Hey, I make my own videos unique and how I, I want to switch it up and say what I want to. Um, yeah. and this is how I incorporate it, you know, and that they just weren't having it. But then oh, on the, wow. on the flip side, once I hit a million followers, they agreed. It was like, Hey, you can say what you want to. And here's the contract, but this was an additional manager. But they Dang, didn't. Man. They didn't. They didn't offer me as much money the second time as they did the first time, and I just. I still don't work with them. I just was like, no, I. Wow. I, I can't do. Bro, that. you over here. You over here talking about like I drink it every day. I, I would just like free drinks. <laughs> like I, I would even care. Would you have been able to get it for life? Like, was that part of the sponsorship? You just get that would up been great. This, this drink it's of choice delivered every month. No, so it was it wasn't for a laugh. Um, the first offer was a six month contract with a promo code, and basically how I run my um, sponsorships and brands is I have to make them a certain percentage above what they pay me to keep them. So let's say for whatever reason they offer me ten thousand dollars for six months, mm -hmm. they'll come up with a percentage, and with my promo code, my followers have to buy let's say fifteen thousand dollars worth of whatever the product might be for that gotcha. month, for me, for them to stay that way they gain and I gain. Gotcha. Okay. That's so, I mean, it's fascinating, man. Like that's, that's, you're doing stuff that I think a lot of people dream of, of getting a chance to do. Uh, and uh, I think that it, it's a blessing. Just continue to uh, lift up the name of the Lord, man, and keep yeah. speaking the truth and don't compromise there. I mean, I got people in my chat saying, you know, good for you for not compromising. Uh, I think the scariest thing that I can think is, you know, the Lord saying, you know, depart from me. I never knew you. Uh, you know, you got it. Right. Who are, you know, the Bible says that we're, we're called to please God far more than ever pleasing man. So, you know, just absolutely keep holding on and I'll be praying for you too, man, as you continue to navigate this, because for as, sure. as followers come, you know, temptations in new ways come and, uh, you need to put on the whole <laughs> armor of God for sure, bro. Absolutely. I appreciate so it. Where, so where do you see yourself going next? Right. Uh, how does, why aren't you at two million? Yet? You're slacking. On it. 
Right. Yeah, I know. Um, well, the the thing that I learned about my platforms and a lot of people don't know, and this will be the first on um, that I've said it um, out Exclusive. loud. Yeah, out loud <laughs> is really. Um, you heard it here first. Yeah. So the first year I hit a million followers um, super quick. Um, second year when I was really starting to get into it, mentioning mental health, PTSD, suicide awareness. It's a lot of these trigger words that these platforms um, will demonetize for, um, and they ha- pretty much have them coded. So I've really had to work um, around those words and wow. stuff uh, to figure it out. But I didn't know that. I, you know, like every t- every brand, every contract, every deal, it's it's been me. I don't have a team behind me. I don't have a, ma- a manager. I'm having to figure all this out on my own. I, I write the contracts now. Um, when I what I want to say, what I believe in, what I stand for, is what I'll do throughout my platforms, and that's the brands mm-hmm. that I work. That's the brands that I work with. Um, I, I have, le- like I told you, I have six. I have less than ten. I could probably have twenty or thirty and be making upwards to $200,000 a year if I wanted to, but I choose not to um, in a sense that this is really what I believe I have a, a voice and a, and I can be a vessel. I can be a lot. I have a purpose and I don't want to uh, like stray from that. I don't want to get so wrapped up where it's just a money game and a follower game. Right. Um, yeah. And it's Scary. just, and it's so, yeah, it's so wild. It's because there it's so easy to do. Once I seen that offer for, me not to basically do nothing besides post one video. I was just like, you know, like that's, I, I get paid more now off of social media than I do in the army. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just and, it's, and it's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's you, incredible. You are, I mean, you've been a captain for over two years now, right? Yeah. So you've already hit that second, the next like, yeah. tier. Right. Yeah. And you're making, right. Yeah. Yeah, you need an agent. That's why the, the army's not – that's I, why they're not stressing you out, the army yeah, isn't, because they're just like, <laughs> you just keep doing what you're doing, keep promoting Well, that the attention, from what I understand, attention is really low right now. So if we super, have somebody super low. Meeting, meeting this next generation where they are – And uh, honestly, like right, right now, I may – I'm – I'm taking a pay cut by being in the military yeah. for me not do. I mean, I could do a gig and deals and brands and speaking. He loves his country, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm there. <laughs> right. Every, every month, if I, if I, if I wasn't active, duty, you know, right, I, could, right. I could, I would be tripling almost my money in the military if I wasn't in the military. Wow. So why do you say Man, I, I'm telling you, I just love the atmosphere of being able to talk to soldiers and, really inspire and change. I mean, although I could do that on the outside, but I love being in the uniform and doing that because I don't see a lot of it. I mean, there's people out there that do it, but there's not a lot of people that's willing to go that extra mile and put their career on the line. You either got somebody that's been in way too long that will stay quiet and silence or somebody that wants to do 20 years and, and not speak up. But I'm in that fine line where now I've made, I can make this a career if I want to, and I don't need the military, but I absolutely love waking up and doing it every day just to see the reaction and the, the faces on those soldiers that I talk to. And it's just a true, true blessing. So I will stay in the military until it gets to the point where they don't allow me to do what I, what I'm wanting to do. Yeah. And I don't have to, I, I, I used to think that I had to have the military that, yeah, that, that I have to have it. But now like I could drop a packet and get out and, and make three times as much as the military's offer me just by doing what I, what I love to do right now. Yeah, man, that's, that's yeah. pretty incredible. I think, look, I mean, the truth of the matter is 
the the people that join the military are not of typically the highest of the classes. And wow. so there's some pretty destitute people that just barely get out of their situation well enough to get into the military so that they can leave their home and get away from a lot of the madness. So you've got people, that was me too. I was going to go to jail. Same. Yeah. I was, I was getting ready to go to jail in 1999 when uh, I, I told the judge, listen, if you, if you drop these charges, I'm gone. I'm going to the, I'm going to the Navy. And they were like, all right, charges dropped. So I got to go in. Uh, but uh, I mean, there are people, it's like a ministry for you. It's like right. being a chaplain without being bound to the restrictions of the chaplaincy. Yeah, which actually, is even better for you and for actually, the soldiers that hear you. Sorry, I actually ahead. had a chat. No, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I actually had a chaplain look at me and I told him, like, I was going through seminary and everything, getting ready to, uh, you know, finally step out. And he was like, Logan, you, I just need you to understand that right now, you being an infantry officer with these guys, where they're at, you are able to touch them and get them in, like, get uh, more vulnerable with them in a in places where they are that I can't get to as a chaplain just because you are their, their platoon leader, you know, their commander at the time. So like, like I can't reach them there in ways that you can. So use every moment, every occupation, every, every, uh, you know, new job that you're in as an opportunity to, uh, you know, just help save fund, share the gospel, show, show that Christ loves them. And they, there is hope. Right. Um, so the, I mean, you gotta work, in every every way that you every every aspect that you have every talent that you have you got to be using those in those different areas different communities um because i mean he was right as a chaplain he he was he one he's the commander's chaplain right he's the battalion commander chaplain uh, so he works directly for him and then out from that he, he services the entire battalion um but obviously his time was taken away. He had things he had to do for his actual duties that, you know, where the soldier is, is where he really wanted to be. He can't be there at all times. Right. So you right now as a PAO and you, you literally got the entire division at, at, at your fingertips. You can go anywhere. Hey, I'm going to go get photos of this. I'm going to go, uh, you know, get video or just go talk to this battalion or this brigade just to see what's going on. You're in Colorado right now, right? I am. Yep. Yeah, and oh, you're, so I, you're living my dream, bro. You're so, you're so blessed. When I so blessed. when I joined the Navy, we had we had the rating of um, at the time, that. it was Jo in the Navy, and it was a journalist, and that's what I wanted to do. And they ended up rolling all of these other ratings. Uh, let's see, there was journalist, photographer's mate. They kind of rolled all these into the MC rating, which ends up being the mass communicators, and they usually work for the base PAO. Uh, in the Navy, but I wanted to be a journalist. And um, when I had gone to sign up and there, I didn't have a, I don't think I had a good enough ASVAB for journalist journalism or whatever. And so I ended up becoming a yeoman, which is basically just a, an admin guy uh, working in an office. Uh, and I did that for four years. Um, and then I became a cop. And then I did that for the last uh, 16 or so, but you're living my dream. You're doing the thing that I, I wish that I could have done, man. So good on you. I, uh, I think Everything that you've uh, accomplished so far is great, and uh, I w keep going, dude. I appreciate it. Do you, do you plan to branch transfer to PAO? What'd you say? Do you plan to branch transfer to PAO? 
I don't think so. So like it, it's a fine line right now. I work hand in hand with PAO, but I'm not under them. So I'm I'm still mm. designated engineer. So I'm I'm do, going in um, normal hours, and I'll check some emails, and then I'll go and check in with PAO, and then kind of just bounce back and forth. So it's kind of like right now I'm free game. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's a sweet gig, man. Yeah. All right, brother. Uh, so we're headed up to the top of the hour. Is, it, is there any uh, com- comments or questions that the audience has uh, for Ryan, uh, for, for the Dr. Zagrad, um, especially how does somebody uh, with this type of following, with this these multiple, multiple career fields that he's working at this moment uh, and continue to I don't know, I, I represent Christ and uh, his his faith appropriately. Um, so we're going to take the last ten minutes to do questions, real questions. If anyone's got me, um, if y'all have any, I did have one request where Miss Fitch, Kimberly Fitch, said that uh, based on everything that we've been talking about, there was a really good book for us to read that her and her church group are reading. It's called "Get Your Life Back" by John Eldridge. Um, so it's basically a book. Uh, about how God didn't create you to be able to have the world on your shoulders, that you're not responsible for everybody else. That's God's job, not yours. Um, and, uh, she recommends it as a good read. Y'all got good. I'm glad to know that that concept is out there, that at least people are rec- recognizing the the uh, amount of, of – uh, stress that you can endure by trying to take on everybody else's stress. It's, it's tough, man. For sure. But, uh, Ryan, you need a team at some point. You're going to have to get, you know, wifey involved on some sort of a, a if you team. Need a coffee, you. Like a coffee boy. I did that. <laughs> yeah. You need a well. Logan. You need a Logan. Uh, Not everybody's yeah. got a Logan. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> no, I mean, it, it's definitely been, um, you know, maybe if I change, if, if I do get out, um, I mean, I've had several people wanted to be hired on full time and the money's there to support it. It's just that, I don't know. I It's, it's at a pretty good scale right now where I can, I mean, I miss a lot of opportunities in my emails and stuff like that, where I could really use a manager or somebody to manage my platforms to really capitalize on it. But like, I'm not, like I said in the beginning, I'm not really right now out for the money. Like, yeah, I could go and, meet so-and-so that has another 10 million followers and collab with him for a couple thousand dollars or this and that. But right now I'm pretty content on, on where I'm at. Well, good for you, man. You got your, uh, sounds like you got your stuff in order and uh, putting your priorities in the right spot. So uh, I don't have any questions on my end. I'm not seeing anything. Uh, I don't know if you got any over there, Logan or Ryan, if you have any that you wanted to answer on your end. I cannot hear you, Logan. You're off, Logan. I can like I can hear you, but almost like as if you were in the other room. I've had like there three people in here the whole time, so I've, I've had. Yeah, I, I got. Right, how, how many people you got over there? <laughs> Nineteen thousand. Um, I really don't. I, so I did have one. Somebody wanted me to elaborate on um, my platform on when I found out that I was being censored or banned. So, oh, yeah. um, so it's funny because you guys can't see it. Um, but on my platforms, I'm the only one that can see it. But under my actual 
username and amount of followers, it says account warning. So that, that means oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm one community guideline away from being completely banned. And that's been on there since November of 21. Um, so a little over a, a year and a half where if you actually search my hashtag there for a while, when I was actually meeting people in, in person and doing speakings and stuff like that, they would search my name or my username and it wouldn't be it. And you couldn't find me. You, you, you literally could not search my username. Um, so then I, I mean, it went through a process of trying to get a hold of managers at TikTok and whatever, but now I'm sponsored by a brand um, that gives me a event pass. It's, it's popple, um, kind of like the dot card, but now I just carry it around in my wallet on the back of my phone, whatever the case may be, or uh, every event that I do. And it's just a barcode. So now if they can't look me up, they just scan that barcode and it pretty much has my bio and every platform that I'm associated with. Oh, every yeah, yeah. So it's just a click of a button. And once you accept that, once you scan it, it literally generates every following for if you're trying to follow me on every platform that you add me on Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, Clapper, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everything. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I do got a question here from uh, Marissa. If you could change one thing about the VA when it comes to mental health outreach, what would you do? Uh, for me? Yeah. I think um, now talking with a couple of my buddies when um, they've transitioned is just the process. You know, there's not a lot of people that kind of knows the process. Um, so I think the process. That's fact. Right. Yeah. So and I, and, I, and I think that's going not even just with the VA, but an army and uh, as a whole, like Logan, um, your transition. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but like who did you kind of like go to for advice or experience, you know, and you don't have to answer right now. But what I came um, uh, an issue that ro- arose like when I was when I had soldiers as a PL for younger enlisted soldiers getting out, you know, like it's typically the platoon sergeant or the squad leader that helps them. Well, those guys are still in, so they don't know how to transition out either. I mean, they have classes that you go through, but half the time when you go through those classes, you sleep through them or don't even show up, you know. So yeah, I would I would I, I would say I would change the process and the uh, um I don't know I guess. Yeah, just probably the process of getting that information on how properly to do it. So there's uh, a lot of secrets in the VA. Yeah, you got to know somebody <laughs> to get to to yeah. know them. Byron, what's up? Ask away. Uh, I, I would say uh, I, I had to lean heavily on, uh, on honestly on Christ because I don't. I, I moved to an area where I don't know anyone. I don't have friends out here. Um, all my friends at Fort Benning, which is about an hour away, uh, they're gone to different duty stations at this point. Right? And I don't. I have I actually have one there now that, uh, and we've only seen each other probably three times since you know he's been there. So I I have failed at actually building uh, a brotherhood in in my community of like any veterans around me. Um, but I, it, it, I mean, that's my fault because I kind of, I've kind of shifted my mindset to where I was busy in the army and just kind of got busy doing work on the outside. Um, that's all starting to slow down and kind of level out. Uh, there was a point uh, during that transition when things got really weird and dark. And actually, all drew uh, a oh, few yeah. times where it's like, hey, man, I, I'm just struggling with this. 
trying to figure out who I am. And I don't put on a uniform anymore. I was telling you, I before went live watching my peer group, you know, get their promotable status to major. It was like, uh, that, that should have, could have been me. You know? But obviously I am on a different, uh, a different journey now. So it, it takes time. It takes communicating. It takes being vulnerable. It takes people like, you know, me being able to call Drew and say, hey man, like today's, today's rough. Uh, what do you think about this? Yeah, How would you go sure. about doing this? Um, so I, I think we just need to let more people, there, there needs to be more like groups, man. Like where people are just like ready to talk to, I got like six free sessions when I retired. I got six free mental health sessions that were like 30 minutes each. And I had to like ask for them. So um, there's (laughs) I did. I had to call the VA and being like, look, I used to go to talk therapy and I'm retired now and I have nobody to talk to. And they hooked it up and it was like right at the beginning of COVID too. So it was just virtual or, you know, it was through zoom, but Dude, the VA stuff and like the benefits that some of these veterans don't take advantage of when they get out, it it's clearly on it's it the the leadership, the active duty leadership is at fault for not promoting what the things that they are entitled to, right. and um, because I know guys that get out that never know to go to the VA, never know that no one ever told them to go file with the VA. Like my brother was in the air force for five years. He's been out for like 15 years. He has still not gone to the VA. Now I know that's by choice at this point, but I mean, it's like you can, you have a lot that is available to you and they kind of hide it. Yeah. The truth is, is that these guys, regardless of their rank, don't know. Yeah. Right. right. They don't know. The VA, so, it's not like they're going through the classes or doing, uh, you know, going through the process of out-processing it. So they have not, you know, been educated. So I don't have another question, but I have my younger brother. He's on my live, and he said, it's not a question, but they said, you'll need a team at some point. Well, I'm here when that comes. So the reason he said that is because this past weekend when we went to that um, that brawl, um, the camera guy that I typically use in Kentucky, he wasn't available. So my younger brother, I'm like, hey – and." I have this whole suitcase, you know, with three or four cameras, a GoPro, all these microphones. And I'm like, dude, you have to. So all the videos right now that are on my TikTok and my Instagram, he filmed it. No experience with a camera, microphone, no nothing. We can tell, bro. Yeah. So he, he done, he done pretty good. He was super hey, nervous hey, about it. That, that's, that's fine. I'll get you and him coffee. It's fine. Yeah. You just need a salary. Yeah. Whatever getting coffee costs. I'll be a barista. Oh, I'm, uh, that's something that's super funny. So I'm definitely a big coffee drinker, but right now I'm working with a manufacturer to get my, I mean, all these social media influencers are coming out with their own drinks. Like you got like Logan and Jake Paul that's doing prime KSI and whatever. So I'm working right now with a manufacturer that's trying to design my own iced coffee in a can to produce it in 2024. That'd be nice. I, I, dude, I, I want to fight one of them. So <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would watch you fight them, dude. I'd, I'd I would, buy you. I'd I pay for you to go. Want, I would pay to watch. Yeah, I want to fight Jake or Logan so bad. I I, much I'm yeah. happy when anybody fights them. I don't care who wins or loses. I just like seeing people fight Jake and Logan Paul. I went to the same high school as them, of course, many years before they went. But uh, we are they are products of my alma mater, and I don't appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that's funny. So. All, right, All right. So uh, we, Ryan, thank you, man, for just taking time. I know you're busy. I know this is uh, like, you know, this is one of those things that uh, takes your time away from your family, friends. But I do. Yeah, we appreciate you. it, bro. Um, yeah, you know, in your in your work, right? Like both your job and you know what you could have been doing on on social media and stuff right now. So uh, doing your influencer thing. So I do appreciate you coming out, man. Um, where could if anybody wanted to help, like either. Uh, donate or you know be a part of like stuff that you do where can they reach you obviously yep. i know you have links in your bio and tiktok but are there other places uh that they can find you yeah so one drew you and logan man you know i really appreciate both of you taking your time to just want to talk you know this is something that i enjoy and i don't think i've ever turned down just a podcast or somebody that's wanting to speak and wanting to hear me speak on their platforms you know um so it's definitely not just an honor, but it's a blessing as well, knowing that there's individuals out there that just want to get on a podcast and, and listen to me talk because I can ramble on for hours, but yeah, on all my platforms, I go by Mr. Griffiths Um, on YouTube. You can find me as Ryan Griffiths and it has in the description, every link that I'm associated with. Um, So within the year of 2023, I will be giving back personally over $10,000 to small businesses, veterans owned, nonprofits, homeless, so on and so forth. We just now capped out at $5,000 and we're just now in March. Um, I will be doing a donation of 500 next month as well. And how I generate that is on my website, mrgriffiths.com, is all the revenue that I get from those t-shirts that I launch, I put it right back out into the community and the followers and really, really support these small businesses, veteran owned and nonprofits. So if you do want to donate or have an act of kindness all my act of kindness videos are generated from that website and those t-shirts so uh, all those links are in my bio thanks man that's awesome all right man. so uh when, when we close out this show we always like to present uh the audience and everyone with the gospel and so i wanted to first start this off with a, a, a quote from charles Spurgeon, who's known as the prince of preachers uh so he says think lightly of hell and you will think lightly of the cross Think light of the sufferings of lost souls, and you will soon think little of your Savior who delivers them. Um, so for everyone listening, um, the three people on my side and everyone else there, there's a reality that you are, uh, are simple. We, we have problems. There's things that we do as human beings that cause us to fall short of the glory of God. Uh, the Bible says that no one does good, no, not one, that we all have fallen short, that the heart is deceitful above all things. Who could know it? So there's, there's something inherently wrong with us um, that separates us from a holy God. So as Charles Spurgeon said, if you think lightly of hell, that that is a destination where people potentially could go, um, then you're thinking real lightly of the cross, what Jesus did. So um, from the Christian perspective is that Christ came, lived, died. uh, He lived a perfect life. Um, He died specifically for the atonement of your sins so that you can be reconciled. Um, to a holy and righteous God. And we know that to be true because on the third day, he rose again from the dead and was seen by over 500 witnesses. And they lived a life preaching that to uh, the, the ends of the earth from what they knew. And uh, they gave their lives for it. Every last one of the apostles were martyred. So um, there's some truth. And oftentimes people will die for something they believe to be true, but they won't die for a lie. These men actually saw Christ. They believed that he rose from the dead. And I, I myself, and I think these two gentlemen next to me, I believe, uh, they, they also uh, believe this with all their heart, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And through his 
by death, burial, and resurrection, you can be reconciled to a holy and righteous God. Thank you, guys. Thank you for another episode of the Doctrines of Red. Uh, this is episode 32. Signing out. Take care. Bye-bye. And.